You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, where we go deep into the minds of real estate professionals. Here are your hosts, Paul and Sal. What's up, everyone? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Brad's Good morning. in the office, uh, in, the, in the podcast today. How are you, sir? <laughs> Good. How are you? Doing well. We have a very special guest, Kathy Scalabrino. From Keller Williams Lakeside, how are you? I'm good. How yeah. are you? Doing well. Doing very well. You had a hard time getting here? Two hours. Man. Orange <laughs> barrels everywhere. <laughs> Two hours. Two right? hours. That's crazy. She's like, I and get a joke. it's not like you drove from like Flint or, yeah, I was gonna say, it you took know, me, like, No, Lansing. Shelby Township. Shelby yeah. Township, yeah. Two hours to get here from Man. Shelby. And, I mean, for our listeners across, I mean- that shouldn't take two hours. I mean, it takes you two hours to get across the state. 30 minutes it should take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's construction. Construction. Yeah, because our roads suck. Yep. I could have drove to Cedar Point and back. <laughs> well, to Cedar Point, <laughs> not back. Yeah. <laughs> if there was no construction on that road. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, Kathy, yeah, uh, you've, been, uh, real t- you've been in the business since 2014. Uh, you work out at Keller Williams and Lakeside. Uh, very good office there. Big office. Um, something that's notable, I think I, I was reading about you, is you've raised over $10,000 for the Children's Miracle Net- Network, which is awesome. Actually, yeah, actually, actually, I've had my license since '95, oh, so I started oh. in the '90s and got then okay. um, stayed home and raised my children. So got back in the business in 2014. So I did raise money for um, charitable events. One of them being Children's Miracle Network. Awesome. Raised seven thousand for that. Then several years ago, I did um, a fundraiser for Macomb Charitable Foundation. That's awesome. Raised six thousand for that, and then two years ago, did a fundraiser for the Gross Point Board of Realtors. We uh, raised money for Guardian Angels Medical Service Dogs. That's awesome. Raised five thousand for that. So do wow. a lot of charitable work. That's awesome. Well, kudos on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, that's kind of separate from the real estate part, but I, I, did, I thought it was notable. I think we should we should definitely talk about your character. That's a that's pretty good stuff. Thanks. Yeah. What's cool about yeah. our business is it's so networked. Right. So right. when you get a lot of people together who, you know, are agents and, and in the community, it's it's always good on everyone's part to contribute towards stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So let's get into the show, guys. So if you, all our listeners out there, please go ahead and go to uh, uh, iTunes Store, subscribe, Google Play, Podcast Detroit app, uh, YouTube. We're everywhere, right? We're everywhere. Stitcher. Jessica, we're everywhere. Yeah, Stitcher. and SoundCloud. SoundCloud. All, all that, all that stuff. Okay, uh, Kathy, you're going to talk to us a little bit about the new construction market, which I think is uh, is, and actually one of my topics is actually about uh, the Trump's tariffs and how that's affecting the uh, the new construction market. Another topic I want to talk about is Goldman Sachs. Their economist came out with a, an article which I thought was poignant. He said there's little sign of recession over the next three years. So I want to talk about that, and I also want to talk about the shift right now that we're seeing. From being uh, a seller's market to more of a buyer's market, which happened really overnight. We've been talking it about it. Yeah. Fast. And we, we did it. We, we, when it happened, we talked about it. But it was it's really interesting how quickly, I mean, it shifted, especially in our market, right? Across the country, it's the same. Our market was like almost overnight. Right. Exactly. So, uh, but let's start with new construction. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about what you're seeing in the new construction sector of our market. Well, it's been hot for several years now. Yeah. So I think one of the contributing factors is that uh, there was so little inventory on the market that all these buyers were out there and they couldn't find resale homes. Yeah. So they entered the new construction arena, yep. which drove the prices up. The yeah. builders got hungry and they saw what was happening. So, you know, all these people flooded the new construction arena and prices just went crazy. Yeah, and right builders now. aren't are built and Sal, you know, those builders aren't building like hundred fifty thousand dollar houses. They, they they just don't do that. Why would they? Right. Yeah. Right. right. 
Um, They're building you, like four, five, six hundred thousand dollar houses. Right. Well, especially you know, uh, custom homes where the house that you have to buy yeah. to bulldoze is already one hundred fifty grand right. usually, and then you know you have a, a a plot of land that you're subdividing and and you know creating these separate parcels. What are you going to do? Right. Even the condos are high. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. people are saying I'm going to pay that for a condo, but. People are. What's crazy is it. is a lot of these new construction homes too. Their price point is at or almost cheaper than some of these existing homes and subdivisions next to them. Because I hear a lot of people like, "Well, it's been listed, you know, like a four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar home, but why would someone buy it when they can go across the street and buy a brand new home?" It's you not know? true though, because yeah. when my wife and I were looking at houses like a year and a half, two almost two years ago. Um, we looked at new construction, and but it was so expensive to buy. Because here's the thing with new construction. But we're talking apples where, and oranges to what your house is. No, no offense, but like homes that were built maybe like five, yeah. six years ago versus your house is pretty fairly new. You know, my house isn't fairly new. I had to, re- I had to it's gut probably it. what fifteen yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm talking like a home it. that was built like five. But it made more sense for me. I get it. Yeah. 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 But here's the thing with new construction, right? You move into the new construction, you don't have sod. You don't. You potentially right. don't have sprinklers. You have to put all that in. You don't have a deck, right? There's all these other expenses that come with a new construction. You might pay yeah. four fifty for the house, but you still have to do the landscaping, which costs another thirty k. But sometimes. it's got that new house smell. You you might yeah. You <laughs> well, don't yeah. have that new house. They smell. don't do a lot Paul, of. Paul, was your like, house updated when you bought it? No. I, well, it was. Listen, my house was actually really nice when I moved in, but I we had we, we gutted it. We redid mm-hmm. the floor. We did everything. We put we blew out walls, and because we wanted it to be our aesthetic, so we spent thirty five, forty thousand dollars to get it to where we want it to be. Right. But we felt like it was still a better buy than buying new construction at that time, because again, I would have paid another an extra seventy k for a new construction, and then I had all these other expenses I had to do. Right. Right. Yeah. So for us, with our budget where it was, we got more out of buying older and renovating as opposed to buying a, a brand new construction. Yeah, and what I see is the HGTV, HGTV mentality going on right now. So you take people in a resale home, and it's a beautiful home. It needs some updates, and they think they're going to get $30,000 off the price because they expect the sellers to come <laughs> yeah. come in and do yeah. a complete renovation. And, yeah, and a kitchen only costs 5Gs. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, and I always <laughs> say, you know, HGTV has totally changed the mindset of buyers. It's crazy. They yeah. walk in, and they want to see completely updated for that price. But it's fake. It is fake. It's not real. <laughs> it's, it's not, not real. real. But that's why I think you we're seeing the, the booming new construction. We're going to see it continue to rise is because – uh, today's buyer wants turnkey. They want nice, new, clean finish. They don't want to have to do any well, work. Especially, 100% right. especially, especially millennials. millennials. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, mean, I didn't want to do any work. I'm not a millennial. I'm close, but I'm not. But I didn't want to do any work. My, I didn't want to. But I, but I had to. My right? first house. I wanted to do work. Yeah, because you're like too that. busy for that shit. You're weird. Well, I mean, they they will do the work. But they want the price off the house. And right. the seller, I always say, it's not love it and listed. It's listed. It's listed <sighs> for a reason. Yeah. If the seller wanted to do a complete remodel, they would have remodeled it and stayed. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, you it's know. interesting. The new construction market is, you know, it was booming. But here, like, let's talk about these tariffs, right? Because this is one of the topics I want to get, get into. So it's a good segue. So Trump's latest Chinese tariffs are a $1 billion tax on housing. Right, mm-hmm. uh, lum- lumber's down, but all these other all these products. There's over six thousand products listed on the latest tariffs from Trump administration um, that look to affect new housing construction. Yeah, well, I think they get all the drywall from China. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of things. Uh, you know, and that's like a massive part of. And all the lumber comes from Canada. Yeah, so and lumber costs are 
well, they're better than they were the year before last. Mm-hmm. They've kind of simmered down a little bit. Now with the tariffs, you know, yeah. the lumber cost well, is going to go up again. It definitely – like, hey, if a builder knows now what the cost is, here's the cost of building the home, right? And they can uh, control their margins that way. But if you sold the home and you sold the job at X price, right, and the prices rise, what do they do? Does, does the builder usually come back and say, hey, you know, prices went up of materials or, hey, here's the contract – we got to honor it even if they lose on it. Well, if you sign a contract, they have yeah, to honor yeah, it's the over. contract. It's over, well, I'm right. sure there's something in the contract that – I mean <clears> – <throat> No, there isn't. There's there's a caveat on there for building materials. Buckets. No. Not generally, no. No? No, no. bro. I mean the no. price is They're the price, the base yeah. price. We agreed on a price because yeah. it costs more to, to, to lay the foundation or you like – someone quit on you. You still have to That's honor true. that contract, right? Yeah. And I think it is interesting too when you drive by a, a neighborhood starting in the 250s, right? But then by the time you add on all the finishings yeah. and yeah. – yeah. Customizations, it could be another hundred grand. That's the thing. So most builders will advertise the base price. So a customer sees the base price and they think, oh, I can get new construction for two seventy. It's a white well, box. Wait a second. <laughs> Let's Just bring stunts. you in. Now you've got about twenty to fifty thousand dollars in extras that the customer hasn't even thought about. Right. So I mean, look, uh, this, this, these tariffs are going to affect. I mean, things, even things like appliances. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Right, appliances are getting tariffed. Uh, potentially carpet. Well, I, I mean, there's a million. There's a, China makes a lot of stuff, right? There's very little that we get American made, so it, it's it's going to affect every. You can, but it costs more. Yeah, right. It's ridiculous. Well, which I understand from Trump's standpoint, where he's like, "Screw it, we'll just buy our own stuff," right? But it affects so many different things. This this could have a really uh, unpleasant effect on our new housing construction market, which I think is just going to be something we've got. Because, by the way, he announces these tariffs. They're not enacted yet. They've got to go through some some steps. They're not They're not there yet. Right. Well, I'm, I'm sure it goes deeper than this. But if, you know, now you can enter the market as an American manufacturer of appliances and be competitive with the prices of China, right? China. China, <laughs> then you know it is, it, it is funny to say, it. Uh, but then more manufacturers may enter the market and create more competition amongst American manufacturers, which will lower the price. Maybe, right? Well, right. you have a couple who, who, factors. It's not just materials; it's labor. Labor's high yeah. right now because we have a lack of There's labor. There's a shortage. There's a shortage There's of a labor. Shortage. Everybody's pushing their kids into college, so the trades are. Bear right college now. is a waste of money. Everyone's pushing the kids to college and saying you don't want to work with your hands the rest of your life. You don't, like, it's a negative thing. So skilled trades are hurting. Yeah, they but are definitely. You know what's hurting. really funny about skilled trades? I was talking about this as computerized and and and, and computers and and automation. They're going to be taking our, a lot of people's jobs. These these high end jobs that can be they automated, right? Um, Eventually, skilled labor will be the only, like you can't really automate uh, a, a a guy that does stairs, or you can't really automate. You know, it's a little bit different, right? Right. So, a human skill, a human skill that you yeah. can't really automate the the skill set of that. So that might be a sector, that, in my opinion, that that will have more longevity in it for sure, as opposed to. Somebody no, working online, or or even like a loan officer. Someday we might be replaced by just uh, an app, right? I think we're. A hundred thousand times more likely to be replaced than the guy who does drywall. Exactly. Sure. You know, well, you I mean, need exactly. manual labor. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, right. Because that's not going away, right? You need someone to be. You, you can't. I mean, maybe. A well, in, in our business, right? Like sitting at the closing table, it's always like, "Hey, when do you plan to move in?" Well, we got to paint. 
or we got to do this. Or we right. Want, oh, do you have anyone? Well, we can't find anyone. We're going to do it ourselves. Or everyone's right. booked out for two months. And yeah. it's like, man, I've got a few buddies who do this and I feel like I could kick them so much business, but they just they don't have time. They can't handle we it. We need to time, really yeah. push these young men and women to trade schools, technical schools to get their, um, their skills. They don't even have to go to trade HVAC. school. Just go hang out with a guy that does like woodwork, yeah. right? For three Network. years, right? Go hang out with a guy that does take uh, shop class in high school, right? I, I guess my point is, instead of coming out of college with like forty k in student loan debt and getting 40? a thirty k, hundred k, hundred k is more like yeah, hundred k, right? And then all of a sudden yeah. you get a fifty thousand dollar year job and you'll never pay off that debt. Really, I mean, you will always be in. It's a crazy the student loan thing is just so crazy to me. It's so expensive to go to college, and colleges can go ahead and keep raising tuition because people will keep borrowing right. money to, to to go there, right? Yeah. I mean, we need plumbers, electricians, HVAC, and you do have to go Welders. to, you know, get licensed to do mm-hmm. those things or go to a, the trade schools that they have. It's right. like six month program, sure. but you don't walk out with a hundred thousand dollar debt. No, you dude. walk out under an apprenticeship, yep. making that's money the in the that, field. Yeah. That's the thing that I think a lot of millennials don't like because they want to go to college. They don't want to have to. Well, they, college is fun. Right. right? College is fun. Yes. They want to put their yeah, work in, in college, <laughs> right? They don't want to do an apprenticeship where they get treated like a frat pledge, right? And they'll get paid shit and they're doing all their grunt work. They don't want to do that. Nobody wants to do that. But in the long term, it pays off, right? The hard work. I, I just, this whole college thing, if, if you're out there and, and you're thinking about going to college, don't do it. <laughs> Paul is like anti-college. I'm so, I'm unless like, you're going to be a doctor I don't know if or a lawyer the truth. or something super specialized. Like if you want to be an accountant, if you hung out with an accountant for three years, you'll learn a lot. More. I would say don't. A shitload. Don't think about not going to college. Don't go to college. Think about go to college other opportunities. I, my right. daughter, who's 20, was at Macomb. She's now selling real estate full-time, so she took a semester off. Good for her. And her professor in one of her Macomb classes stood up in front of the class and said, you guys need to be going to technical school and trade school. Our our laborers, are we're lacking in that yeah. right now. And you guys are sitting here going in debt. And a professor – was yeah. pushing it. Yeah. So that goes back to what you said about uh, opens an opportunity for new manufacturers in America to open up. There's no, there is no labor to your point. There's no labor. There's no skilled laborers to, to support those. So we're, we're just going to paying more for goods for no reason. Trump thinks that China is going to pay for it with these tariffs, but no, it's, it's American consumer that pays. Uh, for the, well, potentially, right. If a manufacturer opens up and creates a lot more opportunity, right. Like let's say, all right, ninety percent of goods are made in China, right? In the appliance factories and and you know the tool and die shops over there, versus hey, we're going to manufacture all this stuff over here, and now there's one hundred thousand more jobs available for people to work in, right? Mm-hmm. Before there might not be that opportunity or that because right now it's almost like entrepreneurial, right? Like people who go into the trades usually work for themselves, or electricians, plumbers, like you said, HVAC contractors, versus People who want to go and work at uh, a plant, yeah, you know, yeah. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, you know, just last thing on that is just don't go to college. Uh, next, <laughs> next, uh, next topic is going to be. There you go, kids. Don't yeah, go to college. It's just crazy. It's a waste of time. <laughs> drugs are uh, bad. Drugs, drugs are bad. Uh, Goldman Sachs. Uh, this was this is a really interesting article to me because uh, there's everybody's um, talking about the impending doom of re- of our economy. 
Uh, everybody's calling out that it's going to crash. It's going to crash. And obviously, if you say something long enough, it's going to happen, right? So, oh, yeah, I said that four years ago. Well, it didn't happen for four years. But I actually saw this article, and it was from a Goldman Sachs economist, which I th- was actually the other side of it. It says, this is what he said, recession risk is muted and below average even three years from now, according to Goldman Sachs economists. The th- the thirty-six percent uh, there is a thirty-six percent chance of a recession within the three years is below historic averages. If the U.S. falls into a recession, there's a greater chance other countries will as well. So uh, this is this is the quote: Our model paints a more benign picture in which robust growth, coupled with receding concerns that financial conditions were uns- uh, unsustainably easy, have so far put a lid on U.S. recession risk. It's just so opposite of what everybody's been saying, and I, that's I, I kind of feel the same way. As long as our job market is good, I don't see a recession coming right now. What? What? what, what are you? You think it's going to come? What's What's wrong with your face right now? I, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't like that Goldman Sachs is the only one saying this because one, it's Goldman Sachs. They're deep in the in the pockets of politicians, especially on the right side, which it's pretty true. We're not talking conspiracy I'm just theories saying, right I'm not, It's not a conspiracy theory. This, I just this, don't like, this it's is just a Young one, Turks, dude. It's, it's one, <laughs> this is not Young Turks. It's one source, right, where everyone else is saying it's coming at some point, it's some form of a recession. Well, the market Bro, is definitely right? cooling down. We yeah, see but, that. But it's a healthy I mean, cool down, yeah. though. It wasn't and, but this forced. is cyclical. This is what happens in this we're, market. We're back to being seasonal. The, the yeah. thing about our market that I think is very well, important to note, stop talking. What I think is very important to note is that nothing forced the cool down. It was a natural progression right. of the market saying it's going, it's getting too hot. Had it kept overheating, yeah, we got a big problem. But it naturally said, well, okay, we got to chill out for a minute, right? Nothing forced it. It wasn't an economic factor. There was no bombings. There was no – like it just happened, right? And that's natural and it's comforting to me to know that it happened on its own, right? That's one market though. We're talking about the whole economy. It's the whole economy is the... doing great. What's wrong with the it economy? Is, but we're poking the bear. We're, we're, we're poking the bear. We are fucking with the second largest economic force in the world, China. China. You don't think if that gets heated even further that it's going to have a major impact on the world economy you cannot, and ours? We, we cannot solve for a, a factor like that. What they're saying is it is uh, within the, what's going on in our economy today, we, we are relatively insulated over the next three years. And I don't think that's a bad thing bubble. to say. I'm just sick of hearing everybody you know say what? how bad it's it is. It's just what, something say, what someone's yeah. saying. So who cares? I mean – This guy's green. Ultimately, we'll see what happens. I mean I think that things will be well too. Right, I'm I'm positive about the market going forward. I don't think we'll we'll see a recession like we did before, but we will see a recession because yes. everything's like a volcano. It's cyclical. A volcano. It it's gonna it's, gonna it's gonna come, erupt it's again. It's gonna come down. Right. It's, it's just how bad is it gonna erupt? Thing. Yeah. I, and I, when I, is yes. it? I mean, you can't predict shit like that. Right. Yeah. To a T. You might say, all right, there's a 36 percent chance that this volcano erupts in the next two years, <laughs> and then it doesn't happen. My whole or it does happen. My whole how po- bad my is whole, it? My whole point, and Kathy, please back me up on this. My whole, my whole, uh, my whole, my whole is like really like your approval ratings are going down. down. I can't wait till you <laughs> drop your kid off at college, and you're like, <laughs> well, he's not. He said, don't go to college. Go to college. Until she's like, I want to go to MSU, Dad. No, she's, and she's going to MSU. I, mean, I know what happens in MSU. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-uh. My no, son just graduated uh-uh. from MSU. Yeah, well, he's a boy. Um, so. Um, so my, 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 my whole point is my whole point is that I just I'm very relieved that finally someone is saying on the other side because everybody just keeps talking shit and saying how bad it is and how we're gonna crash and oh it's gonna be so bad. Well, you know, this- but you feed into the drama. I don't feed into the drama, but these are just about yeah, you do. Yeah, 
There's always doom and gloom. You're always going to hear that on the news. So everything's always doom and gloom. I but feel, it's, I feel it's, like it's, it's, people usually. like, I mean, and we all, all of us, I think, have a degree of this, but people like to think of like Armageddon. Right. Yeah, There's yeah, all the these fatalist. movies out. They love like uh, want to see a car crash. Drama. Yeah. They love drama. <laughs> they right? want to see a car crash. Are People we starting look. to loan to five fifties now? We always have, yeah. and that and, and it was FHA. FHA will go down to five fifty all day. VA will go it's down not a to big thing though. We, it, it's always been a thing where it's been there, but look, it's not a. But big, there's so many other factors yeah. that you have to take into effect for that to work. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. like hey, it's very difficult. We know your credit is smashed because you had some smashed. lates on some like cars that you forgot to pay or whatever but you have a really good job you have money in the bank you have reserves you have this you have that okay you can get a loan our housing right? our housing market is very healthy um foreclosures are historic lows down payments are up average credit score is up uh dti's are down so per, per loan basis right but we'll, what will blow my mind is how many calls i get hey do you guys do loans for people in bankruptcy Oh yeah, we get yeah. that all the time. Oh, like, and honestly, if there's even a chance, Are we to prostitutes. I just not don't. Anymore. We used to. <laughs> yeah, I used to. No, I, no, we don't. Set. Right? Don't like, worry about. It. You got cash. I get ten emails a day about no credit, no it's problem. Crazy. It's like one State day out of income, bankruptcy, you can go buy a home. Yeah, yeah. Some Why people should buy a house. How? Yeah. I mean, unless you're like, unless your your bankruptcy was like a Trump bankruptcy or like a fifty cent bankruptcy, where you're like. I did it because it made sense for my books, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't do it because I'm broke. I did it because the law lets me. Yeah. Yeah. But there are programs you could do a day out of bankruptcy. Right. But you need like 30% down. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you did that because- And you get like a 10%, right? Your yeah. business was failing, but you still got money. Or one of your businesses. Oh, over, this program set you up to fail. Yeah, Kathy, to your it's point, overall, our, our 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 mortgage market is much healthier than it used to be. Now, there is yeah. a lot of pressure to loosen guidelines right now. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not a big fan of that. So and are we going to get back to 2008 when we start doing that again? No. No, I don't think we'll ever get back to that. Maybe. <clears throat> I mean, everything's cyclical. I mean, if History it, right? if it does tend to repeat itself. People can have amnesia. We have short-term memory. Yeah, we have amnesia. There are, there are well, portfolio lenders open that up to that, like that. That will lead to a... Uh, more of a quicksand base to the housing market. Right now, I think it's rock solid due to all the loans that we already have written in the past seven years, yeah. right? Things were tight. Banks are tight on the on lending out money. So yeah, I think that there is a much lower chance of a recession due to our housing market being solid, right? It's right. more like Paul said, based upon jobs, right? And, and other factors that you would normally think contribute to the economy on a larger scale than the last recession, which was just a shaky housing market well there's a lot of other steps in, in place too so uh, appraisers uh, we can't call an appraiser up and say hey i need this to come in at some astronomical value that it'll never appraise for right so there's, there's it's so all things it's that all used to happen kathy like, like I, right. there's a lot of factors that are that are put in place i used to put to notes in my in my in my, in my in my in my system that would, to the appraiser hey man i really need 150k they do it Right, right, because there weren't there weren't a lot of checks and balances. It's all your fault, uh, Kathy, talk, Kathy. Talk to me a little bit about the, what you've seen from the shift from a seller's market to a buyer's market recently. Right, it happened overnight. It was yeah. very quick. Um, I see more, many, many more listings. I drive around. I see a lot more signs in the yards. I don't see multiple offers like we did before. Some right. houses, yes, but not as many. Right. So. Talk to me a little bit about what you're seeing as far as that goes. A lot more price reductions. You yeah. see them every day mm -hmm. coming through. Price reduce, price reduce. Homes sitting on the market a lot longer. Something that sat on the market in my area, Shelby Township, for 24 days last year is about 49 days. It's way different. Yeah, way different. Yeah. So what are you telling your buyers right now? 
Is it, is it a good time to buy? It is a good time to buy. It's still a good time to buy because interest rates are still good. Yeah. You know, price of money is cheap. Yeah. And I, and my, I, I think, and you, maybe you guys can correct me, but like right now, between now and the spring, because I think spring will pick up again. But between now and the spring, I feel like you can get some, you have a lot more leverage and you can get some deals, right? Absolutely. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yes. Right. So if you're, if you're a well qualified borrower right now, if someone's house has been sitting for 60 days, you can, you can negotiate. You've got a lot more leverage than you did right. back in the day. Well, and I, it's perfect because you don't have to worry about landscaping and all that other bullshit for months after you buy it. And I think that so, that question, is it a good time to buy, more or less needs to come from that, that borrower's own decision in their head. Right. Are you ready to buy a home? And if you are, what are the, you know, what supports that? Does, are you financially ready to buy a home? Are you, uh, from like a emotional or, or family standpoint, ready or need to buy a home, right? Because whether rates are four percent or eight percent, if if you can financially afford it and rent is equal to that, it's a good time to buy a home, right? Right? Yeah, it is very relative. I, I agree with you, but yes. there are a lot of people uh, that are that like use. The market. Uh, the market as an excuse not yes. to buy or to buy, right? I'm not going to buy Most right people now. must not need to buy a home. Right. It's more, right? Well, it's more for right. that person that's like, I kind of like to buy a new home, but I don't know. It's Prices are high right now. Well, I don't want to overpay. It's, well, it's for that guy that's like, yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to deal buyer, on a house. As a first-time home buyer, or a you're living family. with your parents and not paying anything or you're renting. Rent is just a complete waste of, waste money. of yeah. money. I mean, well, you're, you're making somebody else rich yeah. as opposed to – Investing in yourself, yeah. investing like, in equity in your I own place. I think there's three market movers as far as buyers go. First-time buyers, right? Yep. Upsizers. And downsizers. have to. And then, yeah, downsizers. Yeah. You know, there's no, like, casual buyer, really. I mean, there is, right? But but they they have the opportunity to kind of wait. Right. And the and downsizers so are surprised buyer. at, again, the price of the condos that they're going into. Most of them are downsizing. You know, seniors want to downsize into condos. They don't want the stairs. They don't want that. Yeah. And what's, so, what's funny is is they're all competing for the same house because kind of like we said, a lot of these first-time buyers are millennials. And they like the condos. Who don't want to buy. The, they don't want to cut the grass. They don't want to. Well, no. They don't want to buy the $100,000 home that, you know, technically financially they should buy. Mm-hmm. But well, I don't want to put in the kitchen. I don't want to do that. So right. now they're looking at a, you know, three bedroom, two bath, you know, two hundred twenty thousand dollar home that the people who were living in that older house are buying, and also the downsizer wants to buy as well, right? Yeah. What so. I'm seeing with with seniors downsizers that want to go into condos, they also want new construction, but there's not a lot of new construction condos out mm-hmm. there right now. I wish the builders would kind of move into that market sector too. Oh, why? When I can build a $500,000 house, make way more money. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's so the thing. what are you seeing in the new construction? Are you seeing um, undeveloped land or are you seeing bulldoze like one house and, and build new or what, what's the trend right now? Because I, I guess yeah. I don't really know. Yeah, subdivisions. Yeah. New subdivisions. New subdivisions, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's there's only a small population of builders that are, that have the know how or the ability to go into like a community like Royal Oak, buy, build, and, and it's a very yeah. it's much harder to do that, in my opinion, than just buying a big plot of land and just leveling it and building a bunch of houses. Right. You know, I mean, it always comes down to the connection. I think of of who's getting the deal first, right? How do you get the the deal on the house before it hits the MLS? Before it even gets listed, right? Mm-hmm. How do you get that? So you, as a builder who builds custom homes, you got you really got to be connected in that community with, you know, people giving you tips and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's an interesting market. And to your point, I think it's just the person that says right now, "Oh, I'll wait till the spring." Well, you shouldn't probably do that. If you're going to buy, buy now. If you're going to buy in the spring, because you'll get more for your money right now. In my right. opinion, that's the and, whole thing. You know, rates may go up. You guys are the experts in that. 
<laughs> rates will go up. It's never. I've been saying that for five, it's five years. Well, we saw an increase already yeah. this year. A couple. Yeah, they're, they're they've, they've steadily gone up yeah. since. Yeah, very, very healthy, steadily. Yes. Like it hasn't been like this. It's been right. like, like this, like this. I don't like think this. we're going to see it go like this ever. But rates are going to continue to rise. Mm-hmm. They, they might see a small relief or a, or a small mm-hmm. setback, but they're going to continue to rise steadily. Yeah. Especially for like with the first time home buyers, if their rate is here, and then you know the home is two hundred thousand and they can afford it at that rate. If they don't buy it now and the rate goes up, they're not going to be able to afford that two hundred thousand right. dollar home yep. next year. Right. Right. So that's our show. Money's cheap. That's our show, guys. That's our show. That's That's it. it. That's it. That was quick. How'd it feel, Kathy? Felt good. (laughs) Yeah. Why why are you laughing, Jessica? (laughs) Why are you laughing? That was just really fast and abrupt. <laughs> just like Paul's my sex used to that. Just like yeah. my, sex life. my wife's listening. That's I know, out. Baby. He's done. That's why subconscious how that feels. Man, the Dun- 10 year is up. Oh, shit. Yeah, rates are going up today, guys. Uh, not a good day to lock. Um, <laughs> all right. So obviously reach out. Unless you're closing. Then go, you have go to, to uh, iTunes, all that stuff. Reach out to us. Kathy, how can they, how, how can they get a hold of you if, if someone wants to buy or sell their house? Um, they can call me. Okay. How, how do they do that? They call me 586-405-0240. One more time. 586-405-0240. Perfect. Sal, so, I like the chest lettuce. That's good today. Thanks. Lettuce. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> you guys have a good day. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye-bye.